Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome into episode number 23, the Jordan episode of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets. Now, before we dive deep into today's action and hammer out some picks for you folks, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you could be so kind and you enjoy the sound waves reverberating off your eardrums, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, if you want, you can head on over to this episode's description and locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, ready to kick off another beautiful week of bets with my co-host. Let me bring that man on in. A young man who is uh, ready to get this ship steered back around in the right direction after taking a few off the chin. We don't care. We're here. We're doing it. We ain't going nowhere. The second half of the Talking the Line crew, my man, the man, the myth, the legend, Riley R. Mags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I'm doing all right, man. We got a short memory. I don't even know what you're talking about I, this past weekend. It's you know, a new I, week. It's I, Monday. I was talking out of my ass, honestly. Yeah, I don't refresh. know. <laughs> 150%, man. Yeah, you know, it's oh, uh, you know, pretty tough to ignore how <laughs> oh, rough fuck. it was this weekend. And uh, I don't think it was just us. I think there's a no. lot of people in our uh, in our in our game that uh, had pretty similar rough weekends. Yeah, you know, we might as well get this shit out of the way to get this podcast started. I mean, it was a I don't want to say a rough last week, but we broke even a lot. We had a couple positive days, and then it hit the weekend, the corner, and we got rough. hit in the nuts. I mean, and the thing was, man, is I'm not even upset at right. our picks, number one. My personal picks, your personal picks, everything is just kind of haywire. I think it's a lot to do with the beginning of the baseball season. A yep. lot of bullshit happening certainly there. certainly doesn't help. The end of the NHL season, a lot of playoff contention, a lot of stuff weirdly happening there. A lot of unpredictable, weird nonsense happening in the NBA with stuff coming right yep. down to the wire. So we're starting to notice that. We're trying to pick up on those trends, trying to figure out all that stuff. But trust us, if you've been following along with the TTL crew, if you are just now finding out about us, we hate losing as much as you do. Sure do. We're rowing this boat with you guys. If you're riding our picks, we are so sorry. And we're, tra- we're yeah. Hey, starting today, we're getting this boat turned around, no question. But if you've been fading us, good to you. Good but to hey, you, but today, hey, you better knock it the fuck you. off because it's time <laughs> to get right and get with it, my man. Well, here, here's a little segue into the headline of the day. We mm. did have a nice little positive weekend for the El Masters tournament. Yes, we did. We did as a crew, for sure. We sure did. I mean, we both had JT for the winner. That one, obviously, uh, he took a sour turn there on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But... Overall, between our two picks, whether you took your picks, whether you took my picks, whether you took them all, you went positive. Yep. Because you, my friend, 
Still I top Becky. 10. You had a mm-hmm. top 10 plus 400. That's nothing to sneeze and at. And before we recorded that podcast, I actually looked at you and I said, man, I really like Hideki. Yeah. I, you know, what I could I see that? him doing something. But hey, top 10, shit. Top 10 I plus really, 400. I really yeah. wish I would have locked him in for sure at outright. I looked at you like, and I said I might take him at five. I'm pretty sure I said it on the pod too. Right. That was even better. I'm pretty sure he was at 520 odds for a top five. So if you right. took him in all three of those categories, you cashed out this yeah, you can't really be bummed we can't really be bummed with no. that like if you had if i had i had speed top 10 that one cash but if he sure. ended up winning after how well he's been playing i kind of would have felt like a little bit of a dumbass there yeah. if i'm being honest sure. even if absolutely. it was a nice little win absolutely uh, but i had like i said i had that one and i had a nice little john rom hung on for dear life in yeah, that he top five. yeah but he hey, did yeah he did plus uh, <laughs> i think it was plus 275 i'll take it all day 100%, man. 100%. So, you know, a little silver lining there. Yeah. Hey, silver, silver lining. lining to uh, wrap up the weekend. You know, either way, we uh, made a little bit of dough there on uh, on some Masters plays, so can't be too upset about all that action. You know, uh, had uh, had a great Masters tournament to watch overall Thursday to Sunday. Had a solid UFC card this sure. past weekend. Sure, sure. Um, pretty much all the way up and down, early prelims, all the way to the main event. Feel bad for Kevin Holland turning around. That takes balls to do that, turn around against Vittori. But Vittori did basically the game plan of what it takes to beat Kevin Holland, and that's right. just take him down and keep him on his back. Control um, it all day. He may be he a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but uh, he doesn't throw the offense too well against big, heavy guys in the 185 division so you know we'll see what happens Uh, i'm not sure what's coming up uh this upcoming weekend uh is it whitaker versus gastulum oh yes sir that is actually what we have coming up live and uh prime time coming up here on april the 17th yes sir that's this upcoming weekend robert whitaker and kevin gastulum yep kevin gastulum then the old following weekend is ufc 261 (laughs) Can't wait for that one. Strap in, folks. It's yeah. going to get wild. That is that is a card and a half. Either way, great weekend. We're rolling into a solid week. We can't wait to tip things off, to kick things off, to drop the, drop the puck on things this week. So we are not going to waste any more time, any of our time, any of your time. We are going to dive deep into the action. We have poured over tomorrow's books. We have searched the lines high and low, and we have found the value for you. No more even days, no more negative days. Ladies and gentlemen, the TTL crew is back in their winning ways. We hope you are joining us for our plays today. Without further ado, let's dive into the first segment of today. And that's right. It is that time. Everyone's favorite segment of the TTL podcast. It is the TTL crew's favorite plays of the day for your Monday April 12th, 2021, partner. We are just about uh, halfway through April here, before you know it. Yeah, it's flying by, man. So to kick things off, ladies and gentlemen, we are headed to the NBA slate, and I'm going to take the first play today. And to kick things off, we are headed to the matchup between the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Knicks. And we are riding with the Knicks at minus three. Knicks overall ATS on the season are 31, 21, and 1. The Lakers are 26 and 27 overall ATS on the season. At home, the Knicks are 14, 10, and 1 ATS. And on the road, the Lakers are 15 and 11 ATS. So virtually identical home road splits for the Lakers and Knicks here. However, you look a little bit deeper into the home favorite versus away dog splits the lakers are five and four ats as an away dog knicks eight and two ats as a home favorite eight and one in their last nine best record in the nba in that category the uh, knicks in general overall as a favorite are 13 and six ats and the lakers are five and seven ats as a dog now you look the knicks played last night at the time of recording, haven't tipped off yet. We're uh, not going to waste too much time on that, but we do like a little hot trend coming out of 
them playing on no rest. They are 6-4 and four ATS playing on no rest, 4-0 and oh ATS in their last four games playing on no rest. Lakers on one day rest, they are 17-20 and 20 ATS. In non-conference games, Lakers 9-13 and 13 ATS and the Knicks are 9-9 nine and nine ATS. The last nine meetings have gone in the favor of New York. Okay. In New York, they are 7-2 and two ATS in the last nine meetings. I love it. You know, I think the Knicks are really starting to turn things around here, man. Last five, they are 2-3 and three straight up, but they're 4-1 ATS. They have been cover machines. They have failed to cover only three games out of their last 10 matchups. They are needing to make a serious playoff push right now, and I think they have just the juice to do that right now against still a hobbled Lakers team. Right. They have a great, great, great defense that I think this matchup is going to hang heavily on. I think it's going to be a defensive matchup both between the Lakers and the defense sure. of of the Lakers uh, and the defense of the Knicks because you can't look past the Lakers' defense. They're, they're also the number two ranked defense in points allowed six-ranked in field goal percentage and third-ranked in three-point field goal percentage. Right. You can't look past any of that. So I think it's going to be a very tight matchup. I think ultimately the Knicks will outlast the Lakers in the end and pull away by more than a few buckets. I love laying the three points here. I don't know about you, partner. Got anything you want to lay on top of that? Yeah, I'm all over it with you. I mean, uh, Lakers are coming off of a big win against the Nets, uh, but I mean, they were scorching hot. I think they're going to come way back down to earth. Uh, sounds like they might be getting Anthony Davis here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Still plenty of time to fade him. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Knicks on fire at home as, an, as a uh, home favorite. Yeah. I love it. I love him again here. Yeah, absolutely. Still says late April on our friend Covers website uh, for Anthony Davis to come back for the Lakers. Knicks are pretty much fully healthy again at this point. And they're looking good. That combo of D Rose, RJ Barrett, you got Todd Gibson rolling around in there, old yeah. head every once in a while. They bit us on the ass against the Grizzlies on. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if that was Friday. I think it was. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, Friday. That was a, that was a over, rough one. Overtime victory, one thirty three, one twenty nine. You know they're a scrapping team, and they have been all season. They've been lights out at home they and as a home out. favorite. Man, as a home favorite, eight and one the last nine. Give me all of the Knicks here in this spot. Yep, 100%. Dope. What do we got for our <laughs> second second NBA lock of the day, partner? All right, we are headed over to the Western Conference, Sacramento Kings versus the New Orleans Pelicans. We are taking the Pelicans minus three and a half. Uh, let's see here. The Pelicans are four and one ATS over their last five as a favorite. Uh, but this one for me is just as much of the Kings being ice cold as it is for the Pelicans. Pelicans have had some injuries lately, but they are starting to get healthy again. You know, Lonzo still hobbled a little bit here, but mm-hmm. got Zion, uh, got Zion and Brandon Ingram back healthy now after a uh, you know few games to get them back in the flow. Uh, but like I said, the Kings are ice cold right now. Zero and six straight up over their last six games. One and five ATS over that last stretch, or over that stretch, they are zero and four ATS over their last four games playing on one day rest, and zero and four ATS over their last four games versus a team with a losing record. This is not a good recipe here for the Kings. Uh, three and a half points uh, at the time of recording here. I think the Pelicans take this one. No problem. Like you were mentioning to me before recording, this is a huge game here for both teams. Mm. You know, Pelicans seem to have uh, you know a little bit better player uh, playoff aspirations than the uh, than the Kings do here. Mm-hmm. So I love these Pelicans. I think they take care of business. No problem. You say the Kings cooling off. I'm talking about the Pelicans heating up, man. Pelicans are four and one ATS in their last four games as a favorite. And also, I look at the Kings playing on one day rest. They're 12 and 20 ATS and actually 0 and 4 ATS in their last four games playing on one day rest. Talk about Pelicans heating up. Conference games, this is an absolutely huge game for both of these teams. As you were mentioning, these are actually the 11 and 12 uh, ranked teams in the Western Conference, with the Pelicans being the 11th ranked team. And in conference games, Pelicans are 14 and 16 ATS. Sacramento 11 and 14 ATS in conference games. I like the Pelicans to uh, really get a lot closer to evening that trend up 
as we uh, reach the end of the season here versus the Kings getting any much closer to that. And like you said, man, I think the Pelicans have much higher playoff aspirations and they got to make a statement here tonight against the Kings if they want to make a late season push. Right. <laughs> right. And like we mentioned it, uh, you know, in previous podcasts, if this was a normal year, this might be a different story as making a playoff push with the top eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the nine and 10th seed being eligible for a nice little play in game, uh, the Pelicans are only two games off of that, or excuse me, a game and a half off of that 10 spot uh, as we speak right now uh, behind Golden State. So a win against the Kings here uh, would go a long way. I don't want to say this would be the end of their season if they lost, but it mm. certainly would hurt them a lot here. Right. Um, so like we were saying, I love the Pelicans here sure. by at least five, I think. Yeah, series is split between these two teams uh, so far this season. Pelicans won on January the 17th, 128-123, and um, the Kings won on February the 4th, or February the 1st, Sacramento won 118-109. I love the Pelicans at home here to get that lick back. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to be ready, and uh, I think they get it done by at least five points, like you said, at yeah. least more, more than two buckets, no question. So one more time for the TTL Crew's favorite plays for your Monday bet slip. As per usual, we are rolling with the New York Knicks minus three and the New Orleans Pelicans at minus three and a half. A little new for your NBA bet slip. New, new on both of the plays there. Lock those bad boys in on whatever the best line you can currently find them at on your favorite sports book. And moving on to the ice for some NHL action for your Monday bet slip on this beautiful April 12th, 2021. I'm going to go ahead and rock and roll on this one. I am locked and loaded on this pick on a rebound squad. We are headed to the matchup between... The Detroit Red Wings and the Carolina Hurricanes puck drop is at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. This matchup is going to be played in Carolina, and we are taking the Carolina Hurricanes money line. Real heavy. Puck line, actually. Er, Oh, we're actually taking the puck line. I am sorry. That is why... I got you sitting yes, on the other side of the table. Not trying to take a little uh, no. minus 400 action. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And we are hammering the puck line because of a few simple reasons. Now, these two teams did play on Saturday evening, and Detroit got the sneaky shootout victory 5-4, to four, and they have actually won the last two matchups between these teams, 5-4 and 4-2. Now... You look, the last time these teams played in Carolina before Saturday, the Canes won 5-2, to two, and I like a lot of that action to be played similarly in this matchup this evening. I believe that the Hurricanes come out on fire like they have been recently. They've only lost three games in their last 10. This is a complete fluke compared to the Red Wings only winning four games in their last 10. I don't look at Saturday as a trendsetter whatsoever i actually look at it to light a fire underneath the hurricanes and get them so ready to win this game 100 to nothing it's not even funny Mm -hmm. you look at the goalie splits here man and i don't even understand how they won this game on saturday i believe it was the same split uh Grice versus Reimer. Grice for, for Detroit, Reimer for Carolina. Grice has a 4-15-6 record with 3.17 goals allowed per game and a .897 save percent with Reimer 14-4-1 with 2.71 goals allowed per game and a .905 save percent. That's not even close. You look at the home road splits, the Canes are 14-2-4 at home and the Red Wings are five, fourteen, and two on the on the road, man. Yeah, this I this isn't even going to be a close game. I love for the rebound spot here, and one more little trend to hammer it home for you on one day rest. The Hurricanes after a win are two, four, and two, and oh no, I'm sorry. The Red Wings, <laughs> after a win on one day rest, are 2-4-2. Two, and two, And the Hurricanes, after a loss on one day rest, are 5-1-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love the Canes in this spot, man. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all over it with you. I mean, the last three games, their offense uh, 
not been the issue. I mean, they're two and one in those three games, uh, but four goals in the loss against Detroit, three goals and five goals before that. Their offense is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a slip up, like we were talking about, obviously defensively, defensively yeah. but I think they get right back to it. Um, Absolutely. And if you look, they have the fourth ranked defense in goals allowed per game, seventh ranked defense in shots allowed per game, and they have the seventh ranked pinnacle penalty kill unit in the entire national hockey league they are a great team just a little bit of a hiccup here i'd love for them to turn it around much similar victory that to that 5-2 victory maybe 4-1 something in that ballpark i absolutely love it yeah uh, before that game that they lost uh, detroit on saturday that was the first time they allowed more than three goals in over a month or almost a month Hell of a trend to look at for you there, partner. Yeah. No question. We love the puck line for the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Lock it in, ladies and gentlemen, whatever the best line you can currently find it at on your favorite sports book. And trugging right along to the final card of the day, we're headed to the Diamond. And I'm going to let my partner tell you folks, you wonderful degenerates, what play to hammer in for our first pick out of today's MLB slate. All right, we are heading to the East Coast for both of these plays, actually. Uh, This one is at uh, 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we are taking the Seattle Mariners versus the Baltimore Orioles overnight runs both these teams have been positive to the over this year seattle is six and three to the over baltimore five and four both teams are three and one to the over over their last four games seattle in their last 11 games um excuse me seattle is nine one and one over their last 11 games uh to the over after scoring five or more in their previous so when they put uh you know one big game of offense together they usually follow that right back up uh, you got Justice Sheffield on the mound for Seattle, Dean Kramer on the mound for Baltimore. Both these guys got wrapped up in their first start mm-hmm. this year. I'm not saying they're going to get torched again, but uh, you know, only takes a few on each side for this bad boy to cash. Sure, absolutely love for that trend to continue. Like you said, these teams combined to the over this season are already nine and seven. I love the play here, man. Yeah, I mean, neither neither of these teams have solid pitching staffs. Both of these teams have, uh, you know, competent enough offenses for this. Um, You know, uh, let's see. It looks like Seattle's five and four so far overall. Baltimore Mm. four and five. You know, they're they're putting up runs. Baltimore, both allowing uh, over point seven hundred OPS, and both are averaging over six hundred. OPS. Right. So both these teams are going to get on base. It's going to come down to whether they can score and put the ball in play. We believe they can as to both of these pitchers' stats and trends. They have not been on their A game so far this season, and we'd like for that to continue as well. So for the first play, we are taking the Mariners versus Orioles over nine. For the second play coming out of today's MLB slate, we are taking a little plus money poly, the old Philadelphia Phillies in the matchup between them and the New York Mets. First pitch at 6.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And a few key things I'm looking at here, partner, to tell you the truth. Not a whole lot, but some real key hitters. At the time of this recording, I happen to flip over and look. The Phillies are getting 50% of the bets, but 99% of actual money wagered. That is early money. They have opened as plus 134 dogs and have already dropped 12 hours, actually 24 hours before first pitch at the time of recording, already down to 124 dogs. So we'll see how much more they drop uh, before first pitch. Philly is actually 2-1 and one against the Mets already this season, and I'm looking at the pitching matchup because the last time that they faced Peterson, they put the whooping on him. Yeah, They won bad. that game 8-2, to two, and it was the story of him, man. He threw four innings, had six earned runs, seven hits, five Ks, two walks, two homers on 78 pitches. I mean, it was not a great showing whatsoever. He was averaging about 20 pitches an inning, 
And then you look over at Chase Anderson. Now, he did face this same Mets squad, and the Mets actually won 8-4, to four, but it was not because of his fault. Right. Because of that bullpen, and that bullpen has started to actually figure themselves out if they've got a little bit deeper on into the season here, first couple weeks. In that first matchup against the Mets, in five innings, Anderson actually only had two hits, two earned runs, had three strikeouts, two walks on 80 pitches, and was averaging only 16 pitches an inning. I like for him to work a lot more efficiently than Peterson will tonight on the mound, and I like the Phillies to do a lot more work against him again and put up a lot of runs on the board. You know, the Phillies offense is a lot better than the Mets offense. The Mets have got in a couple lucky situations to win some games and currently have a two and three record. They should be more like one and four. Uh, we all know it. And maybe even oh and five if it wasn't for that first matchup uh, when DeGrom took the bump. I actually bet that first matchup with DeGrom on the bump and I thought it was going to go a lot similar to how Saturday's matchup went and it did not. I fell for the bait on Saturday's yep. matchup and got kicked in the taint. So it's just, you know, it's absolutely insane. I tried to go for that first five thinking mm-hmm. i could uh you know mm-hmm. take advantage of just a gram and not you know yeah. not some funny business at the end but mm-hmm. it still was it still was nope. a no-go no question at all <laughs> so i like the phillies to stay hot against the mets they're actually nine and four in the last 13 meetings between these two teams i like them to keep it hot on the season move to three and one overall and i like them to notch their first road victory of the season in this matchup tonight they're actually zero and two at the time of recording uh they might be one and two by the time we get done recording this they are playing right now against the braves we'll see what happens but uh, love the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. Yeah, I'm all over it with you. So one more time, as not to confuse it, so you know, for the MLB slate, we are taking the Seattle Mariners versus Baltimore Orioles over nine runs and the Philadelphia Phillies money line against the New York Mets. Lock those bad boys in on whatever the current best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. One more time before we move along, before we get into some really sweet, awesome, sick, nasty next segment. Uh, One more time for the TTL crew's favorite plays of the day, our picks for yours and our Monday bet slips for this Monday, April 12th, 2021. We're taking the Knicks minus three. We're taking the Pelicans minus three and a half. We are taking the Carolina Hurricanes puck line minus one and a half. We're taking the Mariners versus Orioles over nine and the Phillies money line versus the Mets. Lock them in, sprinkle some dough down, hammer them home, and get ready to run those tickets to the window on the opening day of the rebound week for TTL. Whew. Now moving right along. Can't wait for this one. I've been waiting, partner, for this to go down for a while. Mm-hmm where we had the quadrifecta, if you will. I don't know what the word is for four and... Quadfecta? Trifecta, quadfecta. I don't know what it is, but ladies and gentlemen, it has finally lined up. And all four of our Chicago teams, well, without the Bears, it could make it five, that rarely ever happens. But all four of our Chicago teams are playing on this beautiful Monday, and we have found some value in each one of the games And we have decided to put them all together for the primetime Chicago Parlay for your Monday bet slip. We have some absolutely juicy odds on this uh, nice little parlay here, this Chi-Town Parlay. Yep. Now, uh, partner, you want to uh, tell the folks here about our, uh, our first leg? This first leg, we uh, this one kicks off at uh, six o'clock. I should say puck drops at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. It is our Chicago Blackhawks on the money line. Love it uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Hawks are actually favored in this matchup. They took down the old Blue Jackets. I believe that was on Saturday. Yep. Um, just a solid matchup here for the Blackhawks. Um, it seems like they've taken care of the the Blue Jackets. It's, the Blue Jackets all season long. Uh, I 
they definitely have a positive record. I don't have it right, right. in front of me. Uh, but either way, uh, huge bounce back, uh, or not bounce back, huge opportunity to go back-to-back here against the Blue Jackets, get right back up into that playoff picture. Uh, had some tough losses to the Stars. A no. win here for the Blackhawks would put them in a tie for the fourth spot. They need the it. Predators, they need it. They need it, and I think they get it done because they consistently get it done in Columbus, as evidence shows by their 20-7 record in the last 27 in Columbus against yep. these Jackets. Yeah. Absolutely love it. First leg, we're taking the Chicago Blackhawks money line at minus 132. Second leg, we are rolling with my Cubbies, except we were a little bit worried about the money line. We obviously can't take the opposing team in right. a Chicago parlay. They've been a little cold there. They've been a little cold, so we found some good value on that run line. Opened up as eight and a half. It's actually already dropped down to eight, and uh, we're taking the under eight runs in the Chicago Cubs versus the Milwaukee Brewers matchup. The old Cubbies, like you said, buddy, have been colder than cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Rough weekend the, against uh, the Pirates. Man, Pirates on Sunday. Yesterday was just absolutely gruesome. 7-1 to one, uh, final score. Uh, really, really upset me. I cannot uh, tell you how much it did. They had a huge amount of money coming uh, in on them and uh, obviously lost. That was absolutely insane. Yep. You got uh, Azale and Peralta. You know, I think a lot of people are going to run to the... Uh, to the windows to uh, hammer in a over ticket just because of Azalea's ERA. He's actually a really good pitcher. He's going to settle in against these Brewers. Peralta has actually pitched excellently. Yeah, he's been great so, so far. far. What uh, what was he over four innings? Uh, no, five? I think it was. I don't know if it was two starts. He had one game where he pitched five innings. He had another where he pitched two in uh, two innings. So overall, he's got seven innings pitched on the season only three hits given up no runs mm-hmm. uh no home run well obviously no home runs if it's no runs 14 k's um so i'm not sure why it was only two innings there in that first game but regardless seven innings three hits no runs uh you know Love not it. a great recipe for your cubbies i I'll, I'll probably stay away from it but as a you know as a non-cubs fan here it's still tough for me to even be unbiased as a cubs hater so i mm-hmm. you know i'm still probably gonna be a little skeptical but i i personally might uh you know like the brewers in this matchup but sure. like you said we're doing a chicago parlay and we can't take the uh the opposing team so i'm all over that underline with you absolutely cubs, cubs um two six and one to the over so six two and one to the under this year so far uh whether they're uh you know whether they're cold themselves or they're holding the other team down either way they're they're getting that under done brewers have a three and five over under record and two of those unders have actually been to these same chicago cubbies i love the under here in this spot man yeah so do i tell us about the uh third leg with your chicago white sacks uh, another situation here where uh we're taking the under against the old cleveland indians mm. uh you got the reigning cy young winner for the al shane bieber coming into into the south side of chicago Facing Carlos Rodon, who looked really solid. Honestly, probably the best I have maybe ever seen him look in his first start. He did look good. Um, he looked really good. But on top of that, the Sox bats have not been uh, not been getting it done this weekend. Or uh, you know, a little bit of hit hit and miss. They've been always been great against lefties, aside from yesterday. Uh, but regardless, uh, like I said, you got the reigning nails Cy Young winner, right hander, coming up against this lineup. Uh, still no Tim Anderson for the White Sox, um, and uh, and the Indians really haven't been getting too uh, too much offense across the board here. I think they had a big day against the Tigers, uh, but like I was telling you, they've really taken advantage here against the uh, two worst teams in the division, Tigers sure. and Royals, start sure. the season. Uh, so I think this is a low scoring matchup. I don't know, uh, don't know who's going to take this one outright, but uh, I'm all over that under eight and a half here. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it right there with you. And for the fourth leg of our Chicago parlay, we are taking the Chicago Bulls plus two and a half. This line actually opened at four and a half plus four and a half Chicago, and they have already dropped down to plus two and a half point dogs. Again, 24 hours before tip-off. You absolutely love to see that line movement. Now, both of these teams are really, really good in this position. The typical one or the 
particular one, rather, that they find themselves in here. The Bulls are 29 and 22 ATS overall. Memphis is 31 and 19 ATS overall. Chicago is 18 and 7 ATS away, and Memphis is 16 and 10 ATS at home. The Bulls 13 and 5 ATS as an away dog, and the Grizzlies are 10 and 5 ATS as a home favorite. You see what I mean here as very, very similar and very, very high powered in these positions. However, we find any little bit that we can. Mm Chicago 5 and 6 ATS on no rest and Memphis is 4 and 6 ATS on no rest. Both these teams are playing tonight so we'll see what they do and what we see. However, Chicago's offense is heating up, my friend, and I think the Chicago front office built this team to be able to try and make a playoff push like this against a very high-powered team like Memphis. Memphis has been really solid in their last few matchups, but we keyed on it on one of our earlier picks that they did lose an overtime game to New York. We'll see what they do at the time of recording uh, this evening. I did take them to get the victory over the Pacers. However, that's the Pacers. It's not the Bulls. The Bulls definitely have the firepower to match up with the Grizzlies. I think they can turn it around here. I like them in the bounce back spot, especially after getting walloped by the Hawks where they shouldn't have. They had the lead in the third quarter and just let it slip away. Absolutely disgusting. And historically, the Bulls are solid as shit against the Grizzlies. They are 6-0 and ATS the last six meetings and 4-0 ATS the last four in Memphis, partner. Yeah, love our Bulls here tonight. As you mentioned, they're just a wagon on the road, wagon as a road dog. Even uh, even though Memphis is, uh, you know, solid in their own right at home, mm-hmm. I love these Bulls. Uh, yeah. Nice little bounce back action. Regardless of what happens, uh, you know, Sunday night against the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. still going to have a sour taste in their mouth from that Hawks choke mm-hmm. choke job. So mm-hmm. I'm all over them with you. I think yeah. they get it done outright and with a little bit of a cushion. That also feels pretty nice. Absolutely. Given, given uh, a few extra points. And, you know, as good as Memphis is in this spot in their own right, as you just said, the Bulls have the number one record in the NBA as an road dog. So, give it to me all the way, man. Yeah, road dog, and I think just uh, as, as, as a dog as the away team, as the away team in general as well. Right. So heck yeah, man. So one more time, the TTL Cruise Chicago Parlay for your Monday bet slip. We're taking the Chicago Blackhawks money line. We're taking the Cubs versus Brewers under nine. The Indians versus the White Sox under eight and a half and the bulls plus two and a half i might have said cubs versus brewers under nine you said nine yeah yeah under eight i apologize it has dropped to eight it is at eight do not listen to me one more time blackhawks money line cubs brewers under eight indians white Sox under eight and a half and bulls plus two and a half as you were speaking over there partner i happened to punch it in the old fan duel sports book here and right now at the time of recording at 7 55 p.m on mine and your sunday we are getting plus 1116 odds on this bad boy 20 bucks will win you 223.19 so if you got a fresh shiny 20 bucks sitting around and uh, you feel like cash and a damn ticket and a half right here slap it down on the chicago parlay i might even lock it in right now as we speak yeah it'd be nice to get uh, one of those baseball games out of the way uh earlier on in the day maybe a little daytime baseball action but we've got all four of these bad boys uh let's see i think three of them right around Six, seven o'clock, six, other six o'clock. forty, so seven, ten, and eight o'clock. They'll be, so they'll be rolling in right rap, now. Rapid right succession, another, yeah. and they're going to cash one after the other, and you're that's just right. going to get more and more excited as yep. the night rolls along. That's how we're feeling it. We're just pumping good energy and vibes into this because we are tired of the negativity of losing bets. It's just, you know, and we even had to laugh at ourselves, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, a little bit of banter, if you will, here before we uh, wrap up this pod, but Man, we had to laugh at ourselves for just like how goofy th- this weekend yeah. was. And and like you said, man, so many people and guys we follow who are really good at betting right alongside with us got raked through the mud this weekend too. Yeah. I mean, basketball, baseball, mm. baseball will rip your heart out if you're not careful, man. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, we were talking about it and uh, that line movement on the Cavs 
versus oh, Raptors right. game. Right, right, right. The Cavs opened as seven and a half point favorites and flipped all the way to plus one and a half point dogs at tip off and still won that game by 30 points. Yeah. What? Right. What, what in the fuck? The one that got me, the one that pissed me off the most. And I mean, like I said, I tried to avoid the full game because I knew that whole Mets and DeGrom getting absolutely no run support. I'm like, okay, DeGrom doesn't win these games for the, or the Mets don't win these games for DeGrom. I'll take the first five. He'll lock them down to zero or one runs and they'll be in the spot after five. They lose one nothing through five innings. I, I it, it doesn't make any sense. The guy's been the best pitcher in the game by far over the last two, three years, mm-hmm. and they have a losing record. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact stat, but the top four, maybe not the top four guys over the last year, few years, I could be wrong. But either way, there was four guys under three ERA, maybe even under like a two, five ERA over the last couple of years. Another one was Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking on the other two guys. But either way, their team in their starts were well over 500. Yeah you know, putting them in playoff contention. And then there the Mets are giving DeGrom a below 500 record. It it's like it's a, ridiculous, And he had man. the best it's ERA ridiculous. by far, like a 2.0 something. It's it. Yeah. The poor guy, man. Yeah. The poor it's guy. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Kind of a great time to uh, also mention, hey, even though we've been through the, uh, been through the mud and the sand and we've been battling and, and taking some bombs from the sports book, you guys are sticking right along with us. You guys are keeping the faith and keeping the support. And holy shit, we can't thank you guys enough. I practically happened to open uh, my Twitter or the Twitter, I suppose, on uh, sun- well, my Twitter as well. But Sunday morning, and I, I was practically thinking we were going to have lost three quarters of our, our following. And we actually gained followers. I said, well, all right. At least uh, they see we're putting in the effort. And we're put. I mean, we're, we're putting, trying over we're, here. It's <laughs> like, shit, we're putting in hours of our lives into this. And, and for these plays to, to not hit, it's like we're not just pulling these out of our asses and hoping they hit. Like we're, we do the serious work <laughs> in trying, trying to find these plays for you. But, hey, I was also looking. We smashed 1,500 on Twitter. So thank you guys so much. Keep telling all your degenerate friends. Tell everybody you know, even if they're just starting out in sports gambling, let the TTL crew help you run some tickets to the window. Everybody come join us. We absolutely love it all. But I was noticing, y'all got to go show my man Armag some love on the TTL Instagram. We're only at 413 followers over there. And my man be putting it down. Putting it down with those uh, canvas, my friend. Yes, sir. Those uh, those sons of bitches are pretty damn good. He he. Hey, every once in a while, he's got peppered in a nice clip of the podcast. He's got some recaps. He's got some ply, some plays, some locks, some picks. You go through our stories. We'll have the a stories little, are solid. Uh, you know, some polls. Yeah, some polls to see. Uh, oh man. He's get, got it all, get man. The, get the public perception on some games. I mean, I we're mean, not even we're not even halfway to what we got on Twitter now. What are we doing? Go follow the TTL Instagram page. It's at talking underscore the underscore line. Super easy to find. You ain't got to search. 442 posts, and we've only been around for a short time. You got some serious shit going on over there, partner. Hey, man. We're working over here. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. I Hey, I see the grind. Props to the grind. Go follow our talking line page, man. If you haven't already, what the hell are you doing? Smash the uh, subscribe button as per usual on this talking the line podcast. Don't miss a single one of the talking the line crews picks. We are uh, going to kind of switch up the uh, format, if you will, into more of just straight gambling locks, picks, plays, money line, dice roll, whatever the case might be. We might pepper in a few stats here or there, but we are just going to come at you heavy and hard. Nothing but picks, nothing but analysis, nothing but insights. Maybe a little bit more here and there peppered in. And as per usual, always a little bit of Colts Motivation Minutes. What a segue, man. What a segue this guy is over here. Lay it down on Goodness him, and gracious. So for this Monday, I had a little something-something pop into my head. And I thought, you know what? Perfect time to share it with all uh, my degenerate gambling friends on the Talking the Line podcast and uh, my partner sitting over there. So... One of my favorite authors is Andy Andrews. Super easy to remember. If you can't remember that, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but Andy Andrews. He has a couple podcasts. He's a motivational speaker, uh, has a huge uh, amount of books, a wide variety of different uh, types of writing. 
I have actually spoken on a couple of his books, The Noticer and The Noticer 2, my favorite books of all time, number one, and my favorite books of his. So for this episode, actually, for this Motivation Minute, I wanted to uh, touch on the seven decisions for personal success. Now, this comes out of his book, The Traveler's Gift, which is an absolutely amazing book. I won't even spoil it if you want to go and get it. Again, it is called The Traveler's Gift. Absolutely amazing book. And then he also has a furthering in on that, which is a little more in-depth version called The Seven Decisions. Both of those books are amazing. But The Seven Decisions to Personal Success is what I wanted to leave you on leave you with on your Monday. So without any further ado, strap on in, open up your mind, open up those eardrums. Don't those eardrums. Don't don't miss this. Get ready for this and hit the rewind button if you have to. Number one, the buck stops here. Adversity is preparation for greatness. Number two, I will seek wisdom. I will choose my friends with care. Three, I am a person of action. I can make a decision and I can make it now. Four, I have a decided heart. My destiny is assured. Five, today I will choose to be happy. I am the the possessor of a grateful heart. Six, I will greet this day with a forgiving spirit. I will forgive myself. Seven, I will persist without exception. I will find a way where there is no way. The seven decisions to personal success. Oh, yeah? I actually have a card that came with the book of those seven decisions that I've had in my wallet for well over a decade now, (laughs) I would say. Um, I read that book when I was 14 or 15. I'm 25 now, so... I've had those, and it's pretty well-worn. I actually pulled it out and looked at it. It's pretty well-worn. You can barely read the words on there or anything, so I actually got this pulled up on Google, but top-notch shit right there, man. Yeah, top-notch, man. And uh, he goes, he a little uh, little teaser in the book, each chapter is on each one of those, and the main character on of the book learns each one of those lessons in each one of those chapters from a particularly special person. And when I mean particularly special, boy, oh boy, do I mean particularly special. Hell of a book. Yeah. Hell yeah. The Traveler's Gift. Is it, uh, I mean, I see where you absolutely can apply all of that to normal life. Mm-hmm. And that's where you should. Mm-hmm. Is it bad that I was uh, doing it as far as like gambling? No, no, <laughs> you can apply it anywhere, man. You can apply it anywhere. But hey, you think you get another the last right one? I will persist without exception. <laughs> I, hey, wherever wherever you need to apply the seven decisions, 150%. The buck stops here. The losing fucking stops here. You better believe it. I will seek wisdom. <laughs> I'm fucking seeking the wisdom. Oh, you would always bring it in your <laughs> shit. But yeah, you can... But no, uh, I, no, I was just... You can... No, I, I absolutely love that you brought that in. Lighten it up a little bit. I love that. Um, but you can find the seven decisions. If you just type in seven decisions to personal success on Google, it'll pop right up. But you can also, uh, type in the traveler's gift, the seven decisions on Amazon cheap. His books are super cheap. They're not crazy expensive and they're very easy reads. Actually, they're usually not, I don't want to say an actual page number cause I'll sound like a dingus, but they're not, uh, they're not hard reads at all. No. I'm not a big book reader and, and they're not, they're not heavy at all yeah, definitely not, not. and they're they're good to get every once in a while so i would definitely recommend that but before we get on out of here those are my motivation minutes for your monday go and check out these seven decisions to personal success and before we get on out of here partner you've been stewing on anything this weekend cooking on anything these past few days that you've been wanting to get out onto the airwaves with our loyal listeners and the kind folks that just so decided to stumble upon us on this beautiful monday hmm, what weekend dude it's no week oh that's it's right fresh. hey wait a minute i talked on friday about how there is no weekend and weeks that's it right. is just another new day baby we had the masters tournament oh, that's all i knew that was the only I thing knew. i saw that's all i saw nothing going else on. I it was just a it was on, just on continual loop there was a little bit of time sprinkled in between yeah 
passed out as soon as the Masters ended, woke up. <laughs> There's the, you know, next round of the Masters. We won some bets there. That's the only thing that happened in my world. That's all I know of. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, folks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by once again. We uh, cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support and listenership and helping us grow the Talking the Line brand. We have so much on the horizon and actually right around the corner, little do you know. Stay tuned, stay locked and loaded. We promise you there are some big announcements coming right up here real, real, real quick. We cannot wait to roll them out to you. We have a few more X's and O's to get on the page, a few more I's to dot, a couple more T's to cross, and a few more N's to tie up. But as soon as we do, believe you me, we are going to launch it out to you. And we are just going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling all day long. So one more time, from me and Max, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, the TTL crew hopes you have a spectacular Monday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.